It's hard for me to actually accept that if you had started investing three years ago today, it is November of 2022 right now, that you could actually have a portfolio that is in the red, that you have lost money on. Absolutely. Given what's going on so far in 2022, there will be a decline in the value of your portfolio quite probably. But having lost money over a three-year time period, just it, I, don't, I don't accept that that's uh, something that should have happened. The more aggressive you are as an investor, probably the better off you should have been during this time period. And I'm gonna go through a few charts here to sort of explain, show you what I'm talking about. Let's start with one of the biggest names out there these days, Tesla. Tesla has been hit in 2022, down about 50% year to date. However, if we look back three years, at one point during that time period, in this range here, Tesla was up around 1800%. Over the three-year time period, it has grown by over 700% with a compound annual growth rate of just over 100%. And yet, we know that a lot of people who invested in Tesla have actually lost money. The question is, why? Well, clearly it's because a lot of people started investing in Tesla in this time period here. Once it had peaked out and followed down, that's the reason that a lot of people have lost money. If we look at our next example, let's look at Meta. Meta is down about 67% year to date. So clearly taking a hit. But if we look back at a three year time period, starting back in late 2019, we can see that Meta had peaked out and was up almost 100% at one point. Again, this is an opportunity to have made money and not participated fully in the decline. Next example, right here in Canada, Shopify, down about 76% year to date. However, let's look at that three year number. Even a simple buy and hold strategy has a CAGR of 5.53%, so not bad, 17% overall growth, but the company at one point was up around 400%. Again, we've seen the steep decline since then, but there was a lot of opportunity to have made money along the way here. Next example, let's look at Bitcoin. So Bitcoin so far in 2022 is down around 71% in value. Now I'm not a crypto guy, but I know a lot of people are. If we look at a three-year number though, we can see a gain of over 800% when we go back to this area here and we've seen the decline since then. But anybody who has bought or hold during this time period here could have, I would argue should have, made some money. Last example is the meme stock example everyone uses GameStop, down about 50% year to date. Look at the three-year compound annual return, 163%. The company is up over 1,700% since this time three years ago. However, of course, when did people buy? I mean, this area in here, no one even considered GameStop. It wasn't on the radar. Most people bought probably somewhere in this time period here, which means, of course, they are now in a negative position. For context, quickly, the S&P 500 down 13% year-to-date, three-year CAGR of just under 11%. The NASDAQ down almost 30% year-to-date, three-year compound return of, let's call that 10%. And here in Canada, the S&P 500 is down about 5% year-to-date. But when we stretch that line out to three years, we see a 20% gain with a 6.31% compound annual growth rate. All of this evidence shows that if you had started investing three years ago, or let's say around the time that COVID first came out of the scene here, you have had lots of opportunities to make money. And in fact, you've had opportunities to make a lot of money. You should be ahead at this point. The key though, is that you would have had to manage that portfolio. You would have had to trimmed or sold the position at a certain point. I wanna talk about this never ending argument on should you be aggressive or should you be more of a moderate or a conservative type of investor? 
The argument goes, of course, if you are a younger investor, you can afford to be aggressive because you have time to recover. If the market goes down, if it turns against you, you have lots of time to go ahead and earn your wealth. The key here though, is that you are starting over in many of these cases, or at least starting at a much, much lower time period. When we can see some of the returns, if you had started investing, or if you had increased the risk tolerance of your portfolio in the recent year or two, how much damage that can have caused to your portfolio. The thing that comes to my mind here when I think of this scenario is the sort of that old, good old fashioned, the snowball effect, where you're starting with a, a snowflake and then two snowflakes and a very small ball, but as you roll that down the hill, it becomes bigger and bigger as time goes by. That is so important to the achievement of a long-term success rate of accumulating wealth. Now, if that snowball has been built up and it shrinks by 50% in size, of course, you need now a 100% return to get back to where you were. If you go down 60%, which a lot of companies we just looked at have year to date, you need 150% gain to recover the, the, the size, to get right back to where you were in that snowball. Or if your portfolio is down 70%, which we've seen a lot of this year, you need a 230 plus percent return just to get you back to where you were before that meltdown sort of started. There is a huge difference between speculating with investments and owning a portfolio of blue chip investments or even a portfolio of blue chip investments with some speculative stuff around the side. I'm gonna put a link to a video right here that speaks to the value of blue chip investments. I would encourage you to have a look at that. If you are a new investor and this is your first crash and you're learning a very valuable lesson, question I have is this, when we go forward, when we go into the future, will you change the way that you are doing things if you're in fact in a negative position right now? Or are you going to repeat the same mistakes? And the reality is that we see um, most cases, in fact, probably in all of these you know, bull markets that end up in some form of a bubble, we see that same behavior repeat itself. Lots of people say, gee, I don't like what's happening. I've learned my lesson. But will you really learn your lesson? And I have the benefit of having worked with individuals for more than 25 years as an advisor. And I know the mental tricks that the markets can play on us. And even though at this moment in time, we feel that we will change our ways and not get burned by this again, when the next bull market comes along and whatever that is, whatever the sector is that takes us way up, uh, will it pull you back in? A solution to managing a portfolio is this. Pick a very hard percentage of aggressive or speculative assets that you're gonna have as part of your overall portfolio and as much as possible stick with that. It's it's probably a very difficult thing to do and you know if we, if you're watching this video at the top of a bull market, you know a, a year or two down the road you're probably going to be saying this is horrible advice because the temptation is as the assets increase in value and theoretically the risk of those assets increases, so do most people's risk tolerance. But by anticipating that today, going in and setting that hard cap. So it could be 5%, 10%, 15%, 20%, whatever number that you wanna have of all of your investments into speculative investments, um, this is the time to do that when you can sort of strip the emotion out of it and or, or acknowledge the emotions that you're feeling today. Um, that'll make you a better investor over the long term. One more question I wanna ask is this. Should a younger investor take a slow and steady race or just the steady race as opposed to being aggressive. Again, we kind of go back to this argument that maybe the younger investors should ramp up the investment. Um, I would say the odds of getting ahead and staying ahead. So in other words, seeing the, the great bull run that we saw from three years ago to two years ago and actually taking advantage of that 
are slim. A lot of investors uh, will succumb to the pull of that again and make a very difficult choice as to do I just stay in? And in this case, we've seen people ride the way down. Worst case scenario, getting in at the top and writing it down, the odds, as I say, of getting ahead and staying ahead are very, very slim indeed. One of the biggest challenges that we have as investors when something has gone up is when to sell. This video will tell you the five main reasons or considerations that you need to have uh, when you're making that decision. As always, I thank you so much for watching the video. I will put a link for our Investing Academy in the description below. We'll see you in the next video.